Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Play Along Podcast, a podcast where we play through games. I'm your host, Jared, and today I am with my British friend, Ben, and my other svelte individual, Kai. How are you guys doing today? I, I'm I'm good. I don't know how I feel about Brit being part of my like ident- I guess identity. I guess part of my identity, but yeah, no, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Good. How are I, you? I, I'm doing well. The only reason yeah. I said I said Brit for you is because I wanted to use the word svelte with, with Kai, and we've I talked about that was my word of the day calendar, and I needed a descriptor for you. I guess I could have put bearded daddy Ben. That would have been better. What the hell is svelte? Around. What the fuck does uh, that mean? <laughs> Go for it, Jared. It means uh, slender and elegant, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Fair play. We like to throw. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to expand my vocabulary and 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 uh, find new fun words to use. So svelte was one of them. Okay. All right. It was really that I was listening to a podcast and they said that, and I was like, I have no idea what the hell that word means. So I had to look it up. Fair. Uh, if you missed the last episode, we what did we do in the last episode? Oh, in the last episode, we talked about our time in Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It was so forgettable that I don't even remember what we did. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the game, the game was the game was decent. Go check out our opinions. Uh, some people do not agree with how we felt about uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Uh, we'll go check it out and, and give and us. And those your... people are wrong. Yeah, we a lot of people are like, but you are Symphony wrong. of the Night is the best game in the world, and we're like, I mean. It's it was fine. It had it had issues, but it was okay. It's like that joke, like that famous quote about Ringo not even being the best drummer in the Beatles. I mean, do you, he have was, you heard he that? wasn't he wasn't the best drummer in the Beatles. That's just an objective fact. He was an absolutely atrocious drummer. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, but anyway, yeah. It's, it's like it's like you know, Symphony Beat, of the, the Night isn't thing. even the best me- Metroidvania. Yeah, exactly. But go check out that episode and go listen to our uh, our opinions on that. But today we are starting our new main series, which is Martha is Dead. Uh, before we get into it, we'd like to go around and kind of gauge our own experiences with the game prior to playing it from the podcast. So Kai, have you heard of this game? Did you know about it at all before you played it? Let me know. No, I did not know. I forgot this is a this is not an an audio visual medium, but just an audio medium sometimes for some people. So, shaking <laughs> my head, no. But uh, no, I had never heard of Martha is Dead. Mm. Um, okay. But from what I've experienced so far, it's very interesting. It's yeah, it's very interesting. Um, we'll go from there. <laughs> yeah, for me, I I had heard about this game. Like when you, I remember when you were describing kind of what the game was about. It like set something off in my head where I was like, I remember like conversations around this game where like being censored mm-hmm. on playstation and having very uh interesting topics that it tackled and it handled i couldn't remember exactly what that was but then when you i i thought about it i was like oh martha's dead and you brought it up and i remember that but other than kind of just like the conversation and the almost controversy around the game i didn't really know much about the the story at all i just spilled like half my cup of tea everywhere <laughs> Would you, would you like to have a second to clean that up? No, I was just so offended by Jared not knowing about Malfrey's dead. He's like, <laughs> just like, I'm just going to spill my tea. <laughs> my inner Brit was like, throw the tea at him. And then I remembered he's actually on the other side of the world. I was like, maybe not. Okay. Are you good? Um, if any culture no, is I'm known fine, for I'm throwing fine. tea. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, personally, um, this is... I made a comment last episode, I think, about how this was like my Elden Ring. Um, and I honestly I honestly think it was. No, genuinely, this is one of the first games that I have been like super fucking hyped for for a long, long time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so it partly comes down to the publisher and the developer. So the developer yeah. being LKA, they are a uh, independent Italian game dev studio, and they the this is their second game. They've only ever done uh, a game called the Town Town of Light, which is brilliant. It is a game that explores mental health and the way that people were treated in the insane asylums back in the early yeah. 1900s and the kind of barbarity of it all. Um, mm. And what was cool about that game is they went to an actual abandoned insane asylum, took pictures of it, and then 3D created the entire insane asylum in yeah. the town of light so it's a one-to-one scale as you walk around <clears> it <throat> that's really cool um, yeah yeah no it's just it's, it's crazy to think that like if you go there like that painting that is on the wall that is slightly crooked will be there as well it's, we'll it's crazy. Be there. yeah that's awesome um but yeah then tell us a little bit you know a little bit about martha is dead and uh the you just talked about the developers but yeah martha is dead a little bit about it. okay yeah so in terms of the developers yeah this is their second game <clears throat> released <throat> in uh february 2022 this year and very recent yeah very recent it is um it's so it, the description says dark psychological thriller which i feel like is is yeah. pretty fair um mm-hmm. We should say as well, should have said this earlier on, if you're listening to this episode, we are going to be talking about like some yeah. pretty dark shit. We're going to be talking about like death, death of a sibling and or chi- like child, mutilation of yeah. a human body. All kind I, got, of- I got you. Don't worry. Hold on. Pulling it lo- up. And, and a lot of that happens like within this first three chapters that we played. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> The story of Martha is Dead and its featured characters are work of fiction. The game contains potentially uncomfortable scenes and covers topics that distress some players. The game is recommended for adult audiences and carries an appropriate age rating. As an adult narrative drama, the game uses artistic interpretations that can visually be unsettling and may cause discomfort. It explores the complexities of the human mind, psychological trauma, and self-harm. The game is not recommended for players who find depictions of mature scenes containing blood, dismemberment, disfigurement of human bodies, and self-harm disturbing. I was wondering why you took a picture of that when we were playing and now I yes. understand why. <laughs> so it essentially um, is that it follows the story yeah. of uh, a girl called Martha and mm. we'll get a bit into more in terms of what is actually happening with her being dead. Uh, but the publisher Wired Productions, they've been around for a long time. They mm. are based in UK, based in Watford. And I have a very strong personal connection to wide productions they were one of the first production studios when i was writing on the website that actually gave me some credit in terms of being able to cover games and oh interesting getting games under embargo and stuff like that so we covered i mean and these are all great games you should go check them out like volstock inc is a game uh where you play as a capitalist who's trying to take over space and it's just satirical <laughs> But it takes the piss out I mean, of capitalism and shit like that. So that's great. That sounds right. That sounds right up our alley. Uh, Town of Light. Victor Vran is a Helsin style dungeon crawler. Uh, mm. They did Max Curse of Brotherhood that we talked briefly about last. Oh, episode. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, fuck me. Uh, they did a game called Grip, which is very much like um, the, race, the racing one. Yeah, it's very much like Wipeout, mm. where the cars can drive upside down and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
a whole whole spew of games um interesting and i mean i will say like even though as much as i love them they have put out some stuff that hasn't been for me personally um they yeah. did a game called close to the sun mm-hmm. that was about a ship called helios that was supposed to have all of the most um brightest minds in the world on it and it was like a murder mystery on this ship it was good but i, I wasn't really digging the plot it seems um, like they like the- that 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 kind of there's a lot of games that fall into that like suspense thriller yeah tackle tackle topics that usually aren't covered in other kind of video games and stuff like that that's that's really cool that's kind of where they lean yeah and the the other one they did that i wasn't massive on was a game called the falconeer which everyone seems to like absolutely rave about where you essentially fly around on a giant bird um carrying out missions to do with like the politics of the world and you're you're almost like um Mm -hmm like you're like a third party to all of this political stuff that's happening in the country and like you sort of doing missions here and there and the idea is that by working for these other factions you learn their side of the events of what have happening in this political downfall and all of this stuff i did not um, know that game was that that deep in its narrative yeah yeah <laughs> I you didn't realize that there are like four four or five different storylines from different factions mm-hmm all to do with this one area and how they're all trying to vie for control of the area. And there's this area called the Moor that is supposed to have like a super powerful weapon in it. And they're all trying to get there first without the other ones knowing they're getting there because there's treaties saying they won't go there. Uh, That's yeah. wild. That's yeah. crazy. They, they've done, you, like you said, they've been around for a while and it seems like they've been a part of a lot of different kinds of genres too. Yeah, yeah. They've mm. done loads. Um, and they got a whole bunch of stuff coming out uh in the next couple of months and in the next mm. year or so that looks <clears throat> looks interesting yeah but yeah. but yeah martha is dead is is interesting and getting into the beginning of the game here i mean right at the title screen first of all kai and i i mean it's default on italian when you go to change the language but we are playing it in italian because we did the same thing with a plague tale where a lot of we wanted the game to be in the language that it was obviously they wanted it to be you know the language that the developers are from so we kind of leaned towards that uh the wizard is pretty good in, in the game too um mm-hmm. but the yeah, music I mean, there's there's a song that plays like on the title screen and it's just like i just sat there and listened to that song for a very long time <laughs> yeah yeah i am also playing in italian um yeah i did listen to a little bit of the english just to see how it kind of stacks mm. up and the That's english fair. voice act i had the english voice acting it <clears throat> i don't know how to explain it like it doesn't mm. you, you know when you know when there's a phrase in another language and it's someone you're like what does that mean and you someone explains it to you and you're like oh that sounds so elegant and you're like what is the direct english translation of that phrase it's just and not it as just, elegant it's just loses all of its punch and it's pizzazz yeah. and everything and that's kind of how the english voice acting comes over it's tolerable yeah. you could listen to it but yeah if you can get if you're one of these people who can read subtitles while you're playing or whatever then i would say listen i would say use the italian 100 percent. yeah it, it was the same thing in a plague tale where like the english voice actors were fine like they weren't like terrible by any means but playing it in its traditional language was just like oh like it was significantly better do they have uh, italian accents in the english no, they are fully English. Oh, Martha, English. I'm walking here. And they're just <laughs> Italian hands the whole time. I, I, I will say that Kai, the entire time we were playing, was just doing, like, Italian hands. Oh, I can't yeah, see where my camera yeah, is. This entire game, I will just be living my Italian roots. 
Vazul. You don't have they any Italian all, roots. They are all super English, and they're like, "Mother, I would like oh, to go they're out." English. Oh, they're that's, English. Yeah, that's a weird yeah. choice. I don't know why I assume they're American. That seems problematic. I should work that on does, myself. <laughs> that does look problematic. Isn't this, doesn't this place take place in Germany? It takes place in Italy during World War II. Yeah, in a fiction a fictional part of Tun Tunston, I think it was called. Something like that. Tunston sounds more like the metal. I don't know. But it's set in a fictional yeah. area within the real Italy during World War II. Yes. Um, so before we jump in, I'm curious because you guys are playing on Xbox, which means Mm -hmm. that you, so I I should say that was the whole kind of controversy was that PlayStation came forward and said, you need to censor this version of the game. So when you boot up on a PlayStation, it does that warning screen. And then it says, Mm -hmm. would you like to play this game in its censored version? And you can say yes or no. Yeah. I went with no, because I was like, I want to see the full game that's kind of what i was here for i oh, so it still gives you the, it still gives you the option right yeah and at any oh, okay, point cool. you can also go into the option menu and turn the sensor on or off as you sort of oh, deem fit oh gotcha i mean we can and, get, we can get more into the the scenes later but i mean there's nothing i mean it's dark but it's not there's been games that have done similar things i mean yeah. mm-hmm. there are horror I mean, like, games Especially if you yeah. look at stuff like Outlast, or you look at—I mean, there's horrifying things within video games. Yeah. Like, I, I think a lot of this th- is just hype. Yeah, and I think the difference is the interactivity to it. That's the difference: is the action of doing it. Where a lot of that stuff happens in Outlast, but it's a cutscene that plays out. You know, you set the controller down, and like you're the one doing these actions, so I can see kind of where that that difference might lie. It's the same. I, I, it's very different, and it's it's like actual content. But there's the torture scene in GTA Five had gave me similar vibes, where it's like I don't. I don't want I mean, to do this. This makes there me uncomfortable. There are incredibly dark scenes in The Last of Us and Last of Us Two where you physically have to. Well, that's do a good. That's that a good example. One two. Yeah. Where you're like, this 100%. is awful. And I was way more emotionally invested, and I mean, especially when it happens in this game. So we'll, as we move forward, we'll see how how yeah. much darker it gets. But yeah, it's and interesting I think to Last me that this has... was so like reactionary, especially from PlayStation, yeah. which has some very gruesome games on their platform that haven't yeah. been censored. Yeah, I'm just curious. I'm just gonna have a look and see if um, if they gave a reason as to why it was censored. Yeah. Well, we oh. could. Uh, you, is it they gave a reason? They no, no, they're just they're telling the scenes, but they're not. Um, they're not actually giving enough reason. I just wanted to before before we get into it very quickly. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know we're trying to steam yeah. through, but um, I just wanted to say that it's worth mentioning as well because I don't know. I don't know how this felt with me. So did you guys get a prompt for a charity after it mentioned having disturbing themes? Yeah, if it was a charity. I thought it was, was just it like, like a help hotline. Help, help hotline, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. So it's, it's actually uh, a charity called Safe in Our World, which is to do with mm. um, mental health awareness and video games and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome because, I mean, you mm. know, if, if people are sort of affected by these themes uh but i feel like it's worth mentioning that three of the trustees for safe in our world are actually executives at wired productions oh i see Hell so yeah. it's a little a little sprinkle here and a little whoa, sprinkle there a little cross-contamination 
Little yeah. Butter the baguette, if you know. Yeah, so uh <laughs> butter the baguette. I was trying to think of something Italian and I literally couldn't. There's <laughs> a little marinara on the pasta, but that's just racist. <laughs> yeah. Gareth <laughs> I don't know if he was still there when it was published, but he was working right. at Wired. Uh, Gareth Williams, he was the PR manager. Um Leo Zula is another trustee. He's the managing director at Wired Productions, mm. and Neil Broadhead is the head of marketing at Wired and is also a trustee on Safe in Our World. So yeah, it's just it's just something to know for full transparency's sake. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess with that you can, you know, do with that information what you will because it's like, yeah, obviously this is a good cause, but then then just like, I mean, there are we make games that break them down and we have a foundation <laughs> that brings them back up. It's a I cycle. Wait, hold baby. On. I, I can see how that's like that's Well, cuz I I there. don't know cuz I know some I know some charities the trustees are like paid for the work that they do and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not saying they do, but you know, there is a chance they get a kickback from Safe in Our World should you contact them because of Martha is dead. I can't like not think of kind of what you just said, where it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna give you this emotional damage from this game and also provide you the support where we get a little <laughs> cut from it too. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. I don't know like how what percentage or what cut. Yeah, I'm sure it's a I'm sure it's a nonprofit organization. So Probably. they and if they're trustees, they're probably not taking a pay cut from it. But I mean, it's still an organization that they have employees with, I, I assume, right. and are doing some sort of support. So, but I get it. Like, if this is their mission, if their mission is to explore mental health through games, and they also have a foundation that is trying to support that, like, I'm not going to hate yeah. them putting that in their game. I mean, maybe also no, provide some other organizations, like, oh, a suicide hotline, or oh, you can call That's this for, for mental health, you know, assistance. Um, but also the hard thing with video games is it's international. It's not just kind of locked to one geographic location. So you, you can't just do it like the film industry does it, where they will localize it to where it's ending up. So yeah, to, I mean, it would be a hard, hard way to approach that. To be fair to them, like I'm just looking on the um, things that they cover on Safe in Our World, and they cover mm. everything that comes up in this game. They cover abuse, suicidal feelings, psychosis, schizophrenia anxiety mm. literally everything so yeah i mean and just as an off note if you are sort of struggling at any point then by all means go check them out because yes. from what i've seen they do amazing work um and it's always good, good to reach out if you're struggling yeah 100 100 um but yes getting into martha's dad and we not purposely dragged out the beginning of this but we talked about in the last episode that the these episodes will probably a little be a little shorter. I mean, Martha's dead in its entirety. I think Ben, you said is about six hours, five or six hours. Yeah, so, it's like six four. to eight, they reckon. Uh, yeah, exactly. And like we played these first three chapters in what like thirty minutes. <laughs> so it's just like we like yeah we got through it pretty quickly. I sat down the other night and I was like, let me get a head start on Martha is dead. Uh, and I played it for like forty five minutes and I was like, oh oh okay, I've I've reached the chapter. We're stopping it. We we did the yeah, same thing. The same. It was like it was like Monday, and we're like, oh yeah, like we probably jump on it now, and then we're like, and we're done. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna be gone this weekend. Like we should get through the first part, yeah. and I was like, okay, well it's Wednesday, we're done. Uh, <laughs> weird. All right. out through the main character whose name i julia how do you pronounce Ju- name? Ju- Ju- julia. Julia. julia it's like but, it's like julia but 
with a, with a, with a G. G. Yeah. So you, you play from her perspective and she's essentially like recanting the, these events of her life, you know, the beginning mm-hmm. starts and there's, there's multiple different scenes of this where there kind of be this black background with kind of this white fog that happens. And then as she's talking, the text will kind of go across the screen in almost like handwritten form. And then you'll go like cutscene the cutscene that happens. Um, but yeah, it's about Gulia and her talking about her sister, Martha, and the events that happened. Uh, I think in the very beginning, you play as the younger version of her. And a lot of this is kind of just like through through cutscenes. You don't get to do a lot of interacting until a little bit later in the chapters. But you're mm-hmm. being read a story by your nanny. And Kai, Kai and I, had there might be a, a problem because, uh, you know, American and nanny. But we were like, oh, nanny. It's like a, like a caretaker like for her and everything. Oh, it's her grandmother. Her, her grandmother. Yeah, that's kind of the conclusion yeah. that we came to. Um, yeah. But yeah, she's reading her very dark and inappropriate stories for a child. <laughs> so, like, I mean, what is it about, like, I mean, I don't know how to explain this. Like, have you guys ever heard any of the Brother Grimm versions of, yes, like, the Disney is, yeah. stories? That is oh, exactly what it is reminiscent of. It's literally yeah. a woman who is in love with a man and gets cheated on and then gets yeah. drowned in a lake and then she haunts the lake forever and then will kill young women who come to the mm-hmm. lake. He's and like, the man okay, gets then. hung on the tree that the lake yeah. is at too. It's like, <laughs> good night. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah. And um, I mean, if you're into like weird stories, Brothers Grimm yeah. is, a, is a great way to oh, experience absolutely. some Disney stories that uh, fucked may, up. It may explain the actions of yeah. later in this. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so essentially that's the whole kind of point. And uh, the woman haunts this lake and she is known as the White Lady. And she comes around ever so often and will lure uh, young, innocent women to the lake and murder them. Yes. Always the White Lady. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know. I don't know what to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll move on. (laughs) Whites are bad people. Um, <laughs> hey, we can say that, Ben. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's anyone right. on this podcast who, who can hate white people, it's me and you. We are some sh- pretty shitty people. But uh, that was chapter one. That is the entire first chapter. Yeah, it um, really is. That like, was like it. You're saying it, it goes by quickly. Yeah, these first two chapters are really quick. It's a very strange yeah. way to break up the game. Because then you get into chapter three, and chapter three is so long. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, it's, yes. it's not even like long, super long, it's just long compared super to the first two. Yeah. 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 So, chapter two, uh, we kind of have this whole, like Jared said, this screen where uh, yeah. Julia is kind of talking about everything that happens. And then mm-hmm. we fast forward. And uh, so she is. 15 years, 15 years later, I think. So 15. Like... So she's like, come on, I'd say yeah, like 17, 18. Like, how old was oh, she I in the, of the story? I thought she was like maybe five or six in that story. So like maybe she's in her like early twenties or so. And like currently, okay. well, no. we'll say she's early twenties, and that sounds about right. Um, so it starts off. You are at uh, the lake at the back yes. of your house or near your mm-hmm. house, and you have a nineteen forties camera set up on a tripod, and you are uh, doing this like weird, not QTE, the... but like. Yeah, interacting the, the, with it. The interactions are are interesting, and they're not. I mean, some of them are kind of relate to the action, very heavy brain, not at all. 
yeah, they're they're very heavy rain. It would be like you push both analogs forward and she like lean forward and like grab the film out of the camera and then you push like the back and then she like pull the f- film back into her pocket and pull out a new one and it's kind of like yes. you press the analog stick in different directions and she'll start doing actions, uh, which is interesting. And even when uh, eventually there'll be a scene where she's kind of running down towards the lake as she's in the picture, you're not even doing those actions. You kind of just put the left analog stick to the right and then she'll start start towards the path and run down there too. So it's it's interesting in the beginning that this is the like gameplay decision they decided to go with. It seems like that's how most of the game is going to be. Um, yeah, I, I mean, mean, it gets more. Interactive you have a couple. You have a couple walking sections and stuff like that. But yeah, the general interacting with the things within the world seems to be a lot of the kind of that indie trope of like okay we, exactly what you're talking about like the heavy rain kind of yeah, interaction absolutely. where it's like pull these two things forward and, and you know the person will sort of just interact with the object in a way that m- yeah. matches Mimics what you're yeah, what yeah, input yeah. you're putting but it's like it's not really you're not really doing anything but yeah, yeah it's like i think for games like this that that stuff is you know it's hard it to works. keep interactivity in like weird little middle scenes they don't want it to all be cutscene, so yeah. especially in these yeah, first exactly. two chapters yeah. yeah so um we are fucking around with this camera because we're going to take a picture of the lake and we have inserted a fresh film got it already and she's like oh i need to adjust the focus and yeah. this little fin flips up and you are now attempting to focus the camera ready to take the picture and yeah. gulia spots in the gulia. lake <laughs> this uh this well it is martha yeah but she's at first it's just this like white body in like a white yeah. dress just all white and she's like oh my god someone's in the lake i need to go mm-hmm. and run i need to go and save them you run down you jump in you drag them back to the surface and you find out that it is indeed your sister martha your twin and martha sister, is martha. dead and martha is yes. wearing our dress mm-hmm. yes. don't know why that was important to add in there i think it oh was that's they what we like... should say we should say I... they are they're twin sisters Yes. Yes. I mean, not just the point where they have like to wear little dog name different tags clothing because their parents yes. are incapable. <laughs> even though one of them has a severe disability, and you think you'd be able to tell them apart, but you know, it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mar- Martha mean, is, is deaf, so she. So that's her. Uh, her ailment is that yes. she she cannot hear. Uh, but yeah, she, Martha is in our dress, and as we drag our our sister out, our, our parents come and they're running down, and then they're screaming at us and 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 running towards us to make sure everything's okay and they think that we're martha and well, slightly dead before individual. that we take off say, we put the tag oh, yeah. we take tag, martha's yeah, tag right. off and put it around our neck i mean mm. clearly there's some forethought from our main character here um which it's is one thing um that's interesting about how they tell the narrative of this game because in the next section it's explained that gulia whatever however you pronounce that i want to call her yeah. julia because i don't want to keep doing gulia julia <laughs> is uh it's like the black sheep of the family so we have motivation mm-hmm. after the mm-hmm. fact of why julia would be interested in taking the role of martha at least with their mother yeah. but it's like it's a very weird choice to have your main character make that decision before explaining that and then have See. to expositionally explain that afterward to me, yeah. I assumed it was a um, sentimental thing. I assumed she was taking oh, Martha's got. tag so that Martha was always with her mm-hmm. and was sort of wearing Martha's tag in that way. You know, like in the sort of super cliche, like give the fucking son of the soldier his dad's dog tags and stuff like that. 
so I kind of I kind of assumed that it was that, but I hadn't considered that it was some forethought. It might actually of like that this well, was an, an the, intentional act because immediately yeah, after, yeah. so she takes she takes the necklace off and the parents come running down and then it cuts to black and there's the text again and yeah. it's describing um, their mother hugging <coughs> hugging Julia and is like Julia's exposition is like oh I've never felt this close to her she's never held me like this she's showing me love yeah and she was like oh Martha are you okay because she's wearing the necklace and Julia makes the conscious decision in that moment to decide to not correct her and go yeah i'm fine or whatever she yeah. says which is she like nods or something or says I'm yeah, she fine. nods yeah, yeah. but she's deaf so it's like how would she have responded to the mother talking i think they they did have like a, a slight comment before that that says something about her being able to read lips like that martha yes. was deaf but could read lips so i guess that's maybe the way that they're justifying her being able to understand the mom saying are you okay yeah, I mean, I have um, I have a family friend of mine who's extremely hard to hear, and she's not mm-hmm. uh, completely deaf, but she will. You have to talk slower because she mm-hmm. will literally watch your lips move and sort of she can hear like twenty five percent of your saying, but she almost reads seventy five percent of what you're saying. Interesting. So uh, I don't know if it's a case of like the martha was like a hundred percent deaf she might have mm-hmm. had some sort of like hard of hearing or something yeah. but it it is also awfully convenient do you know what i mean yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah we're having to do a lot of uh personal heavy lifting in our explanation to make the kind yeah. of beginning of this yeah track yeah i mean these these first two chapters after <clears throat> the third chapter um and the sequence that happens afterwards you're kind of like yeah. oh, okay right i'm starting to understand it a bit it starts to pick but, up you start to get a little bit into it and you're like okay but these first ones like you said are just like oh, yeah the, the scene is not set very well you know you've got this yeah. is it a conscious choice is it not a conscious choice to take on the identity of your dead sister you know yeah. how did she know i mean in theory yeah the mom should have been like you know how can martha why the f- like how do you know what i'm saying like, cause it yeah. was, it wasn't it Martha is, is it Martha's death or Gooley? Oh, Julia's dead. Death. Martha is death. Martha I thought you're, a- I thought you're asking if the game's called Martha is dead or Julia is dead. I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? Um, uh, yeah, time to play my favorite game, which is what would I do? And telling the story, which would be like, instead of having this weird, dark opening of the grandmother yeah. reading this tale of of the water, which I'm sure will play a role as we move forward and like and obviously that connects with the fact that martha herself was wearing a white dress when she was found by julia and was pulled out of the lake and there's there's a a connection there that i assume will be explored but it's like give us some background give us like flashbacks of their childhood or at least give us some insight into that dynamic of i'm the black sheep even though we're identical twins because martha has this disability my mother is you know much more uh, loving toward her and much more caring for her where I am you know yeah. kind of left to, to my own devices I have a better relationship with my father but because my father is serving in the war you know he's not around and like giving us that context and then showing us you know Julia's decision of deciding to take on the role of Martha lets us um, better emotionally understand her you know her actions and we we're not gonna vote against her <clears throat> like my initial reaction was like what the fuck are you doing why are you taking your sister's identity because I had no context into well, why she would want to do that. They're identical yeah. twins. There's no theoretically. I mean, obviously they're independent people with independent thoughts, but they there's no difference 
yeah. ideally in the way that their parents would treat them but clearly there is a difference there which which is explored yeah. later. and i mean that that could be the intent too you know i mean it confusion regard yeah exactly i mean regardless if it's played out well or not the intent yeah. might be just like for the player to be like yeah. why why the hell would you do that and then as you play the game you peel back those layers and, layers and you're like Oh, like I can, oh, can kind of see. That. I can kind of see it. why you might make that decision. I don't know. I, I, I'll be honest. Like I kind of agree with Kai. I feel like mm. if you had it, like you know, showing everything that happened in their childhood. Because I mean, we'll get onto it in the in the next see in the next chapter. You kind of overhear, yeah. and you manage to piece together as to why this has happened. Yeah. Yeah. But it would have been a perfect cutscene. You could have still had the lake section. There was nothing wrong with the lake section. But I feel yeah. like instead of the white lady story, if there was kind of this whole, like, this is me, I was the black sheep, and then one day it all changed, and then cut to the lake and her finding Martha dead. And then, yeah. like Kai said, you have that pretense of, like, oh, okay, right. You're still shocked because you're like, I can't believe you took on the, the persona of your but you like, dead sister. But yeah, yeah. And it's I mean, very jarring or, when you don't or have even, that backstory. Yeah, or even the inciting moment of I mean, clearly something has happened. Like you can you can even show the process of of Martha going deaf, whether it was from birth or whether it was later, and that driving yeah. a divide between the two. Right? You don't even have to necessarily yeah. show that Julia is being mistreated in some way. More that Martha is taking this the the proverbial spotlight of the family and the fact that because she has of this her, disability her and she's being babied yeah. and her mother is like very caring yeah. to her and and you know julia is put in the position of having to care for martha yeah and that I, explains I guess, like you know I, I grew up always having to care for a sister who was identical to me but had more sympathy for my was, parents was more like i was almost less yeah. than like we and i can understand where you guys are coming from because i mean i now have the context of some of the scenes that we'll get into later and i can right. kind of like see but like having not having that context at the beginning i can see where the the confusion might happen i mean like i didn't really you know initial feelings see it as like i had the same feeling as you been like grabbing the the locket that had her name on it or whatever and have it as like a sentimental thing but there definitely could have been some not necessarily mm. malicious intent but intent of being like you know, you've I mean, had the spotlight for so long. Now I kind of want to have that kind of love. Well, too. it's 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 interesting too because that scene, like I I think she does grab the necklace as a sentiment. Yeah, that's like, what like I was going to say. Sense. I think it starts sentimental. And when she she exposition like in in the exposition that comes after that, when we're hearing Julia's yeah. thoughts, it's almost a, a convenience for her. Like like yeah. in the moment when her mother is hugging her, it's like that love that she's feeling for the like first time. That's she's like, oh, that's she what's pushing her over to be like, oh, because that's the important they think thing. I, is they think I'm Martha. Exactly. <laughs> they that's that, that's yeah. the important thing. Is it's it's not that her sister has died and she is Julia. It's that Julia has died the, and her mom effects, thinks she is Martha. The effects of her now being Martha and what that means yeah. for her life and, and what that exactly yeah what that means for her. Oh, bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, 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 una mattina mi son svegliato e ho trovato l'invasor. Oh, partigiano, portami via. Oh, bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, 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 partigiano. I guess we kind of beat around the bush and stuff, so let's talk about yeah. the next chapter, which is um, the preparation of the funeral i wouldn't really call it the funeral itself i feel like it's yeah, almost it's like, kind of like it's a weird 
I don't know if this is an Italian tradition. I don't know if this was something that was done. It's either like a preparation or it's very like tight-knit, like fit couple family members, maybe only immediate family because the scene starts and you're obviously crouched over Martha's. uh, She's in 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 a casket and there's kind of candles around, but you're just in a room alone with your father your mother's in another room getting flowers. She eventually mm-hmm. comes to you, but it's just the three of you. I and mean, they don't, again, they don't say like if they're preparing her for a funeral or this is the service, which is just like the immediate family. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's strange. So you, mm-hmm. you're kind of there with your sister and um, your dad is asleep in the chair. And this yeah, is, this is almost like your first real taste of, gameplay in right. Martha is dead mm-hmm. and it has a, an interesting system where you can push the right stick in and it will kind of highlight things for you to interact with yeah but key things that you need to interact with are always highlighted yeah mm-hmm. so it's kind of the game's kind of almost like these are the main points but you know if you want the There's some other extra here. yeah exactly yeah but yeah so, so yeah the we pretty much interacted with everything. Like I just went mm-hmm. around and clicked on things just to hear her context and her explain things. It's interesting because when you click on, it doesn't happen every time, but when you click on certain things, it almost changed to this very like cinematic camera angle where it'll show like a, uh, a, a, like a camera slowly moving up on an object or left to right. And it'll change like the camera directions, which I thought was interesting. And like little things like books on the bookshelf or like, your dad's canes that are over in the corner. So I thought that was an interesting yes. choice. So like, yeah. the, the radio dial, like the way yeah. that you interact with the radio dials, like zooms in on this grid of all the different mm-hmm. frequencies. And it's like super close. It's like not, not what you would see if you were actually interacting with the radio dial, yeah. but almost like an artistic and, yeah. version of that thing. It was cool at first, like for when I first did it, cause it made me think like, Oh, this thing's important. But then it started happening with everything. And I'm like, is everything important? I mean, maybe it is. Yeah. That's what not. I was going to say. I was like, it, it's one of those things that I feel like would have been better off reserved for select items or select yeah. things. Like for instance, the radio is quite important because yeah. through the radio, we learn that, you know, we are in a war setting and she makes a comment about how we need to have the radio on at all times because we don't know what's going to happen yeah. and essentially don't know when an invasion is going to occur. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I did the same sort of thing. I interacted with everything and i interacted with um martha as well you can kind of talk like have this like brief interaction with martha yeah but i think the oh that's the thing you also you pick up the lighter there's yeah. four candles around your mm-hmm. sister's car, uh, casket mm-hmm. and the mum shouts through and she's getting a little frustrated at the dad because the dad is asleep in the chair yeah and we'd also learn in this room that the dad is not only in the army, he's like a high serving general. Yes. Um, and he, the actual, the death of Martha or Julia, as they think, is actually in the paper. Yeah. People know their, about it. Like, it's very, it's very, uh, we heard that on the radio too. On the radio. About our yeah. Dad. yeah. Yeah. That are, exactly, this death yeah. is very, very well so, known. So it's c- confused. Maybe you can explain this to me. The mother is outside of this room. The door is mm-hmm. closed. We're standing in here. The father's asleep in the chair. Mother's yelling out commands for the father, which is like, please light the candles, put the flowers in. They use the word for it. I don't know what it is, but it, it, yeah. it's essentially like a vase. Like the vase. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We do it as Julia. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, 
there's no way that Martha, who we are pretending to be, would have been able to do that since she wouldn't have been able to hear the mother through the door. Because if, if we're assuming that she can lip read, she can't see the mom. So she yeah. does it, and then no one questions it. <laughs> well, I mean, well, to, to, is it like, is it assumed that the father did it? Like, the I, I think the, the mother did it. <laughs> the, the assumption is that the father has lit the candles. That's what and I was going to say, too, because there's no one else in that room that's aware of us doing that besides the father, and he's unconscious cur- currently. So when the mom walks in and sees all the stuff, that I assume that she just thought that he did it. You know, yes, we're the ones because that she, did it. But... She comes through and gives you the flowers and is like, oh, Martha, darling, can you put these outside? Like, mm-hmm. family will be here soon. And that's what prompts you to go and do the flowers. So in theory, Martha would have been able to read her lips and see that she wanted the, the flowers put outside. Gotcha. But I yeah, think I, I, I think I the assumption th- is the dad lit the candles and fell back to sleep. Yeah, I hope these are like I- I- intentions. Like some of the stuff is intentional, and we're not just continuously trying to defend the fact that, like, wait, isn't she supposed to be deaf for the rest well, of the game? Like the hard, it, it does seem like a very big plot hole so far, though. Yeah, I mean the yeah. the hard thing is like, as you said, Ben, like being deaf is a is a spectrum, spectrum. of deafness. Yeah, there's exactly. like mm-hmm. completely deaf from birth. There's you know, and I don't oh, think they gave us a like, context either of how right. deaf she so if, is. Well, because no. we never saw Martha. Yeah. <laughs> like our entire experience was just Julia. And it's like, okay, if we just saw the interactions of Martha and her existence and how that worked, it would be able to contextualize to us like how Julia can copy it. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm just like, oh, so she can do this, but not, not that, that. But yeah, she's trying yeah. to pretend to it's very confusing. Yeah, yeah. it would have been it would have been good. It would have been good to have some of that context into. Well, we know that she's not death from birth because the, uh, you get, we, the flowers put it in the pot. And as we go back into the room, the door is shut. And we look through the people, and the mom and the dad are arguing with one another. And in that context, our, our mother really slanders Julia a lot and talking about how almost she was the reason, the cause for Martha's deafness in the first place. So it could have been something that ha- it's something that happened later in life, maybe either playing or yeah. I, I don't know how it happened we don't have the context just yet but yeah yeah essentially this is this is it's also i felt like there could have been such a better way of doing this like we could yeah. have you, you know so you, you get the flowers and you go outside and you put them by the gate as the family are getting yeah. ready to arrive and this is a big the door just closes rings. on itself yeah mm-hmm. the door just closes by itself like yeah the bell in the chapel rings and the door closes, and then you can look for it. But I feel like the door could have just been open, and we could have just stood outside and overheard the parents talking. That would have almost been not 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 worse gameplay wise. I think that would have been better, but worse for the main character because now you're not like peering into this happening. I mean, I guarantee Martha had heard her parents talk bad about Julia in the first place. So Julia's standing there and having to hear her parents essentially badmouth her the entire time and not really aware mm. of. This is what her parents, or at least her mom, her dad doesn't seem like she, he says a lot about her, but at least the mother, what she says about her behind her back. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, there's a lot that happens, but essentially the TLDR is the the mom has a, I, I it doesn't feel wrong to say a deep set hatred of Julia. She right. did not there's, like there's Julia. A, a... She, yeah, there's a lot of resentment. She yeah. blamed julia for martha's hearing loss she even blames mm. her for her death uh the dad the dad is saying like you know oh i want to go and walk through the fields with you julia and he's sort of talking to his daughter yeah. and he's like we're never going to be able to do that now because you're gone 
yeah. and the mum is saying like you know you shouldn't be focusing on dead Julia you should be focusing on your alive daughter yeah. Martha needs all the support that she can get and and it's not in the sense that like oh you have a grieving daughter you should go and see her it's the sense no, that that's the, the more mom, important daughter yeah the mum thinks you know this daughter is not worth your time she was the bad daughter the good daughter is still alive you should focus on her yeah, and that's I mean, the impression that you get like the other impression that comes out of that conversation and a little bit before it as well and you get some context to it when they're talking about the cameras and the timer mechanisms that the father built for them is that yeah. julia and her father were very close yeah, oh, yeah like, they were even really close which which fights against the motivation of wanting to be martha like i get that she wants her mother's love but if you have one parent and, and they do bring up that the, the dad is away at war a lot like he's not yeah. present because they talk about them playing music together and he's like oh yeah. you know when he comes back if he comes back that's when you know we we shared this moment but for the most part the father's gone and the mother is taking care of the two daughters but yeah but it, i mean it, you're Go for it. No, continue. It's just the like trying to tell this in a non-linear way mm-hmm. just makes it confusing because there's not enough time to do it well. Like you mm-hmm. could do like if you you take this approach in a novel, you have a lot of detail that you can put in and a lot of non-expositional dialogue that you have to try to slam in just to explain. But in this there's not enough time because of the constraints of, of a, a video game in general and having to build these cutscenes. And so they're trying to do a nonlinear narrative, but at the same time do it through dialogue. That's just like super expositional dialogue where characters are just explaining their motivations out loud, which is yeah. like not the best way to do it. Like no one would have, I mean, maybe they would have that conversation like the, the, the father and the mother, but it seems almost for the, the sake of the story of the game not necessarily yeah. like something naturally that would happen in that moment like like are you trying to have us hate the mother so much like she can't understand the process of grief and like he would be missing yeah. his daughter and like because we have no context in the family dynamic it just seems, it feels really out of place Where yeah it's, it's just, one I mean, of those i mean yeah. it, those kind of things work like you're saying in in novels or even in like tv series where you set up like a a main character is narrating their experiences and clearly this main character is is narrating them from after those experiences have happened and it's like it's almost like when you have those those shows and it shows a scene and it's like i wonder how you how you thought i got here well this is how i got here here's like kind of the the background yeah how that happened but there's not a lot of i mean the story the story itself starts with julia's inciting incident which is the death of her sister like yeah there's no traditionally you would build up to the inciting incident that would be you know one third of, of your way through or maybe one fourth of your way through the story like that's when you would start you would give some context you give background and environment and then you're like and this thing happened to me and that's what launched me onto this path of my decision making but it's so weird that they yeah. decide to open they're like this happened then they have to backfill all that information to to give us context of the decision making and it's like oh this is a lot yeah. to to try to unpack in a very short amount of time so i'm yeah i'm interested to see how the mental health aspects and and that continued dynamic move forward but it's all going to move yeah. forward just in the context of already knowing that martha's dead and julia is taking the place of martha and so we're not going to get any of that pre-context really unless it's expositional from the characters of like what life was like before or we'll flash back and then that will time shifts yeah. and games are already confusing so we'll see how that goes i mean without like getting too deep into it like in terms of you saying about like the conversation not feeling natural and stuff like i 
I definitely was present for a lot of arguments between my parents that I should not have been present for. 100%. You know, there was a lot of conversations that sort of happened in terms of like us children, even though us mm-hmm. children were in the room when the conversation was happening. Yeah. And K- so kids, kids don't understand things. They're, they're, they're small and they're dumb. And they yeah, yeah I, I don't think it's, it's not that the, the conversation itself doesn't make sense. Like maybe it's placement. It's logical for parents to be arguing in front of their children and say things that are inappropriate in front of their children. I understand mm. that. I, I don't understand it in the context of this family. The father has come yeah. home for the death of his daughter, who the mother recognizes he had a relationship with. Like, based on the context we're given, we know that the father and Julia yeah. had a good relationship. And even though the mother would hate, you know, Julia, we assume, or at least have a, have a distaste for her and pay more attention to Martha, the mother also can recognize that the father had a re- relationship and can be sympathetic to that. But right now we are given this wholly unsympathetic character who's like, get over it, you baboon. Yeah. Stop grieving the death of one of your daughters. Go pay attention to my favorite daughter, which is not a super like natural or empathetic way to deal with this. Like, Even if you are someone who has a, a distaste for someone else, you can still connect with a person that you're married to that you had children with and go, okay, I can understand they're grieving right now. I don't agree with it, but I'm not going to like yeah. directly... Yeah, I'm going to directly speak well, to you. Yeah. I think that well, you're overthinking it a little bit, though, because I, mm. I think that as as cliche as it is, I think they do want that. They want the mum to be the big bad. The mum even absolutely zero fucks about Julia. Yeah. So any time spent grieving Julia and not looking after Martha is essentially time wasted yeah. in her eyes. I, also, I think in, in this instance that it could also be this mom's unhealthy way of grieving as well that's true oh that's very true I even, even, even if she didn't thing, have yeah. even if she didn't have like a close relationship or anything like that or, or didn't like this this daughter or whatever like there's still a connection there there's still a child like this could be her sense mm. of she also grieving. could be super annoyed at julia and i know this sounds fucked up like but hear me blaming out, her like, because like blame her she died right but exactly because of it no 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 like what i was thinking is like Maybe the mum is also pissed at Julia for dying and causing saying, yeah. griever to uh, causing Martha to, to grieve. That's what you were saying. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I kind of, but also just fucking tinfoil moment. What <laughs> if that never happened? That's what I was thinking. What if or... it was a psychosis or a hallucination or something, and it never actually happened? Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. We can also talk uh, about the uh, swastika in the room. Oh, Maybe for a second. Was there a swastika? Yes. Yeah, on, on really, the box. I, I get that this takes place in World War II. And, and historical accuracy aside, I do not think that a family would keep military equipment in a box with an eagle and a swastika on it next to their dead daughter. Now, I may be wrong. I may be I may be incorrect in my assumption, but these seem like pretty rich people. This seems I mean they actually yeah. it says that they're 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 very know, wealthy. Fabulously wealthy, they're very elegant, but like literally sitting on a chair next to their dead daughter's body is just like a wooden box with a swastika, and it almost feels like the game developers were like, How do we tell people this took place during the like 
World War II yeah. and the Holocaust. And it's like it, it feels it feels a little forced, and unnecessary. Like just saying it took place. You can in you can just say he's an Italian general in the 1940s, and we're like, oh, he was on the bad side. He was uh, on you the didn't wrong have, side of history. You didn't there. literally <laughs> have to put a swastika in the room to be like, oh, yeah. he's a Nazi. That's yeah. cool. No, I, yeah, I um, yeah, it's very on the nose. Yeah. But I, I think the next chapter after this, which is how is the last what thing we do, it's the first dream that Julia slash Martha has. And the gameplay for this is interesting because what it has you doing is you are walking through the forest, sprinting almost, and there's going to be a fork in the road. And each side of the fork is going to have a different word. And you're essentially having to play out the correct phrase. Every time you get a word wrong, then you'll be launched back to the beginning and you have to go through and you have to create the correct phrase to continue towards the end of this dream. Not just create the right phrase, create the right phrase with no context as to of what, what that phrase anything might be. is going on. Not, not only really that, but what's going on. It feels like a really bad, like, coolmathgames.com, like, game that you play in middle school. Where you're like, let's 100%. build a sentence. <laughs> it's like, what yeah. is the correct so you, conjunction? You're like, yeah, oh, exactly. Like Jared said, you kind of, yeah, they're like, I mean, they're not super long. The first one is five words, and the second one is four words. Yeah, but um, still, it's like you have no context to this, so it's hard to, like, at all. for one, have any kind of well, emotional attachment to clearly this being a nightmare that Julia is having. The only thing she says is like, that it's a nightmare. Like, in yeah. the in the, the bit beforehand, she's just like, oh, that's when the nightmares began, and you're thrusted into this this world. Mm-hmm. Kai looks not like he's edging to say something. Not only are you giving no context, they're the same fucking sentence. You can go down both paths, and they're essentially the same thing. It's like, I have taken Julia's soul, I have taken Julia's life, and like, or I've yeah, taken yeah. Martha's soul, or taken Martha's life, and like, that's the only difference. Both those work. Like, hmm. yeah, I don't yeah, know. The first one is. The first one is the first one. I don't Martha's know if it's like an Italian thing. Like, yeah. like if if you play it in Italian, like there's a huge difference culturally between like life and soul. But from like the Western english perspective those two things are pretty much synonyms of one another where it's like yeah okay like it could be kind of either or in this situation it's just like well you just run through it and i mean it's not very difficult because it like resets itself very aggressively and you're like oh i get well, it. I not only difficult right to off. the sense of just like we we got it pretty i almost got the first one first try except i chose life instead of soul and then i had to go back in the beginning and i was like oh yeah the last one is like you you've got martha has lost her and you have the choice between life and soul mm-hmm and I did the same thing. Martha has lost her life. The game is called Martha is Dead. I don't know about her soul. I don't know if she's religious or anything like that. I don't know where she's gone. Do you know what I mean? They're Italians in the 1940s. Guy. They are 1,000% Catholic. 100% religious. <laughs> um, yes, yeah. but after you do this, and the second phrase, you do it again, which is, I stole her identity. Clearly, Julia is struggling with the fact that she's made this decision to be Martha. Uh, you go into a, a cutscene that shows... Uh, Martha kind of walking into the lake and as Martha's she's doing corpse. Mar- Martha's corpse but as, as she's walking closer to the camera her face kind of forms to being normal like you can kind of see her yes. being dead and then slowly becoming normal uh, and then you you either start out underwater or you go into the lake after yeah you go down to the lake after her I think 
Yeah, yeah, you're, you're reliving that moment where you dragged her out right. of the war, essentially. Yeah. Um, and that that and, this and this is yeah. when the the problematic scene comes in that a lot of people talk about is now that you've obviously you're really canting that you drag her out and you're standing on top of her, you now have to interact and cut her face off. You use the left left and right analog stick. It doesn't happen immediately. You use the left analog stick and it peels one side and you peel the other side. And then you have to push both analog sticks down to essentially peel the face off of this woman and then put oh. it on yourself. I mean, to... not to mention the fact that you're peeling her face with her name tag. That's what you're using to cut the face yes. off is the Martha Gold name tag, which is... Yeah. Yeah, so this was just a cutscene on the PlayStation version and there was a prompt to skip it should I want to. Um, but I'm curious, did the, oh, oh, I just had a random thought, but I, I'm curious, did the, um, did the interactivity add anything to it? I mean, I, I immediately when it started, I like, I did a little bit and then paused the game and I was like, this is uncomfortable. Like this is, right. this is not fun. I mean, it was it's uncomfortable enough to watch as a cutscene. This is not an enjoyable experience having to do this action. And then ultimately like. I, I, I think the difference, because I know a lot of people that don't necessarily, they can get situations like this or uh, other games and they can pull themselves out of the situation. But like, I always like, even with like dumb, silly games, I always like connect myself to characters. So doing this is just like, oh, this is poor Julia. And clearly she's struggling with this decision that she's made. And now that she she's just, thinking that she's killed her sister and stole her identity to the to the extreme that she's ripped her face off and worn her face over her own. It's also like the guilt of knowing that she can't go back on it now because it's been some time. I'm curious what Kai was going to say something. It's like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm just bitter and uh, like, it's so needless. Like, (laughs) like really you're going to cut her face off and wear her face as a mask. Like, okay, we get it. Stop being dramatic. God. Your sister's like, it's, dead, not, it's, not like, dram- it's not dramatic. It's just like it's I so on the nose. Ellie. I was like, I was like, did this need to be in it? Like, yeah. there are so many other ways. Like, you could have had us like wake up and go into a bathroom and see a reflection in the mirror, and it was like we were Martha's corpse, or, or something even like, like that. Well, we're like identical like twins. A... So... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or yeah, even but like... no. What I mean is like, and then it swaps, and then we are ourselves. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. some sort of situation where we're showing her us becoming her yeah i i think the the shock factor of it is very interesting and like Mm -hmm. yeah because i think what you're saying like the mirror scene is a very traditional way of showing it's a trope in media you walk in the mirror you walk in the mirror and you see something that is not yourself and you're like oh my god and then you're back to normal yeah the cut the cutting a face off thing is like shock value like it's like wow that is really dark but at the same time, it's really dark. And then she just like puts the skin on her face and then everything turns like rose colored glasses. Like that's that's yeah. what we're supposed to take away is that her becoming Martha has changed her perception to be like, oh, you know, I get to live through the the beautiful world in which Martha has, which is probably not the message you want to be sending to people. But also it's well, just like to, to, to that to that extreme yeah. too. Of when, you pan, if when you pan up, there is kind of this like pleasant music that kind of plays and as you pan down look back at the corpse there's kind of like this dreary music that plays almost like she's trying to disregard those things that happen and now her life will be better now that she is martha yeah it's sort of like go for it no i was gonna say i I wonder how much of it is the 
the personal aspect to it. Yeah. You know, like when without getting too morbid, they say that like when when people are like stabbed in like a crime of passion or like cho- no, is it strangling? Strangling. They say strangling is like a personal yeah. crime mm-hmm. because yeah. you have to have a personal relationship with that person to strangle them. So it's, it's like effort. Yeah, and it's it's also well, this like too. You, this takes a lot of effort to Yeah, and is it like off. you know, like she rather than having like some sort of trope, is it kind of trying to emphasize how personal this was for Julia to do this to Martha? Yeah. And the, the thought I had was I wonder if this was censored on PlayStation because of the haptic feedback on the triggers. Oh god. <laughs> I was like, a little, no. you can feel face flaps as you pull the triggers down. Well, I mean, it's it's like PS5. Even the the PS4 copy I have says you can upgrade yeah. to PS5 for free. So no. I wonder, I wonder how much of it was LKA and Wired being like, okay, let's take advantage of this new technology. We want to really drive home the of impact like of this nightmare. And they I did it, and PlayStation were just like, yeah, you can't, you you can't do that, no. We remember yeah, Manhunt. You can't do that. But... Yeah, it's it's de- it's definitely interesting for sure. I mean, I don't think that that PlayStation should ever be able to fucking censor anything that goes on their platform. I think it's ridiculous. Well, it would and, be. And it's less censor and it's more just give people the option. Like it's like it, because even in Ben's sense, but like, clearly you still play the, it. clearly the way that the media around this release was framed is that like they almost leveraged the fact that this got censored or that like parts of it were like oh like you know playstation has says we have to put in these that, messages like, as like part of their marketing like that's what i was saying so that, almost intense. Added, that added to the draw that's really all i knew about this game was the censorship conversation well, so it. what's weird as well is the i don't know if any of you <laughs> have have heard of it and maybe people listening may have heard of it but there was a game that came out i want to say it was like 2017 called agony and Agony was a game where you played as somebody who was trapped in hell and you had to escape through the seven layers of hell and each layer of hell was a deadly sin. Mm-hmm. And mm. in that world, there was like... The walls were made of like the corpses of people who were tormented and like screaming out at you. And like on the lust level, all of the demons were like in stilettos with big tits and they like... My face is opened up with it. It was yeah, so it's, it's a Dante's lot more in, shocking than this. Dante's it's Dante's Dante. It was very heavily inspired by Dante's Inferno. Yeah, so it's it's strange to me that that was allowed on the PlayStation Four uncensored, but Martha is Dead wasn't allowed to have this scene. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I mean, it, like I said though, like in terms of choosing whether you censor it or not, right? The censored version could have just been no interactivity, and then the uncensored version could have been interactivity. Yeah, I mean, isn't that how it is? No, so I, I don't have the. I chose uncensored. Yeah. I don't have the option to interact with it. It just plays out as a cutscene. Oh, also, so the cutscene wouldn't happen if you censored it. Yeah, you skip it, and uh, it's entirely a skippable cutscene. From a purely business perspective, all right, I'm an executive at PlayStation. It's my job to determine how we approach these things. I see this game. You're a nicer across... person than Jim Ryan, though. So don't worry, <laughs> comes comes across my desk. From a from a business lens, if I choose to censor this, it means that I'm going to lose people that are going to go buy it on another platform, whether they buy it on PC or Xbox, yeah. because. I'm, I'm essentially saying this is too intense for our players. 
We are one of the largest console manufacturers on the planet and we'll have one of the largest fan bases of console video game players. So this is, we're going to sense this game. This is too much. And all you're doing is pushing people over to other consoles so they can experience this thing and hyping True. up this, this scene that you find inappropriate, right? I mean, it's essentially that's what they're saying. They're like, we, we think this is inappropriate for some of our players. Yeah. We want to put warnings in place, which I'm, I'm down for. I think the opening at the beginning, which says like, hey, there's dark themes. 100%. Which we, they do in television as well. Like 13 Reasons Why has a very similar opening and has dark themes like this and has incredibly yeah. dark scenes that can obviously trigger some individuals. And so, but like, it's just so weird to me to take this stance of being like, oh, big bad PlayStation. Like we're, we're going to censor this because you're just, you're just hyping up something that you clearly don't agree with. Like, can you not yeah. see what you're doing? Like, you can do it quietly yeah. or choose to not publish the game on your platform. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, like, if, if any of you have played Martha's Dead or are playing along with us, what's your cover? Like, what's your opinion on this? How did you feel about the scene? Do you know about the scene? Let us know. Because it's an, it is definitely an interesting talking point for sure. But that's about... Yeah. That's and about wake, all that you, this chapter is. You wake up is. in your yeah, room you, into the next chapter. You wake chapter. up in your room into the next chapter, which I think is is appropriately deemed called the room. Um, <laughs> but that is going to be all for this episode. A very interesting start to Martha is Dead. Um, but guys, let me. what are your thoughts on this first chapter? Give me your succinct reviews of chapters one through three. Of I have Dead. never or will never be succinct. I refuse. I fail <laughs> at that. What can I can't see this possible. I have to work. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, everything they are trying to tackle is a very interesting yeah. concept. They are doing it in a way I do not agree with. I think the story could be much better. I don't think that unless something happens later in the game, the necessity of this taking place during World, World War, War II feels like, like just unnecessary added like environmental stuff that you didn't need to work with. Like, yeah. It's interesting enough to carry that this takes place in the 1940s with a very like wealthy Italian family like that for most yeah. for most game players that is outside of their normal scope of life. So that's already exciting. But like the addition of this taking place at this time and the planes flying over the, the lake of, you know, when they, the body, body is discovered, there's these like giant B2 bombers that fly over. It's just like, well, that feels weird for this game. All of a sudden I'm in Call of Duty. Um, <laughs> I think... like they're going for shock value and they're going for you know we're going to tackle these these very intense dark themes but they didn't approach the narrative carefully enough Mm -hmm. to do it justice and so it's upsetting to me because it almost feels like they were at this point and i mean i hope that the game recovers from this but at this point what i Mm -hmm. feel like is that they almost did this because they knew it would be shocking and it would be dark and that would get people to play it and almost a way yeah. of just like, we're going to make this game that has like these heavy themes because people are going to play it. And like, that's not why you should do this. You should do this because you're trying to tell an important story. You should do this because you're trying to connect with the reality of life and that it can be shitty that's and awful, funny. not just to make money by people buying an indie game so they can rip a girl's face off and wear it as a mask like that. There's no value to that. So I hope that, yeah. it, that from this point on, it carries forward. We, we actually get some some context to the reality of these individuals we get to see their world and experience yeah. it in a better way and explore more of those themes of, of mental health outside of just like weird wow. dreams that are very dark because that's not that's not what mental health struggles are it's not just dreams that are dark it's it's an entire day, view your on your existence struggles. your day-to-day yeah. the way you interact with people the way you talk to yourself and like yeah. that's the interesting part of exploring and that's what's like things like senoa do 
incredibly That's well that, is they yeah. contextualize mental health struggle in a completely different lens of putting you into this environment mm -hmm. that you can't exist in as a human being in the real world but through video games you can experience what that is like to deal with schizophrenia and deal with those struggles yeah. in a in a way that is digestible to the, to the average human being uh, so that is my not so succinct but as succinct as i can be a synopsis of, <laughs> hey, of the first that, it was, it was, that was good um no i i reflect a lot of what you said kai i think that i mean base level stories is relatively interesting i guess i guess conceptually it's interesting um in the actual like payout of this this beginning part i think it does fall a little short um i think like you said the addition of world war ii and all of that doesn't really add a lot to the narrative and like you said it kind of almost seems like they went let's do shock and awe first and then like story came second where like a lot of games do shock and awe very well but that's because they've built an established i mean we talked about last of us and last of us part two like last of us part two has a lot of shock and awe to it there's not a, a ton of like dark or like very gruesome scenes like this one that happens but there is dark scenes but they they're important because we're uh, we're connected to these characters and we understand their motivations and their feelings and they, we can relate to them which like you said there wasn't a lot of time between the beginning and the, the 30 minutes we played from the beginning to that scene there wasn't a lot of time to establish that connection with characters in the beginning i mean there might have been a way just how they went about doing it we don't have a lot of context to the family we know nothing about martha i mean she's, she's dead we know that but we have no scenes of her interacting with the family or how that dynamic is even working in the first place. So it's hard to connect with those sisters with just a couple like conversations and recantments from an older, I guess, Julia that's looking back at this, but even the older Julia that's recanting about this, it's just kind of like, uh, there's not a lot of not sentiment. That's, that's the wrong word, but as she's recanting these things, she, I can feel that she's like depressed about those situations, but that still doesn't come through as much as, as the rest of the story too. Um, just to, just to mention yeah. that for a second, I yeah, mean, yeah. the other problem with expositional dialogue in a, in a character that is the story is based on them talking is that it's biased. Yeah. We're only getting her perspective. If we, yeah. if, if, if the narrative decision was to show Julia interacting with the family, mm. we make our own assumptions. We get to see those interactions. And then we say, Oh, I get yeah. what's going on here. But yeah. all we have is her perspective on what's going on, and it's like, okay, like this is this is your view of of what is happening to you, and so it's it's yeah. very weird that they chose to do that. Absolutely, and that's that's kind of what I was thinking too. Um, but yeah, I I think the the setting and the story have potential and are fascinating. Like it's an, a, an interesting story to tell, and I hope that there is payoff. What I like about things like this is the whole Shyamalan thing, like switching things up. Like Ben was saying, like maybe this isn't even real. Maybe she's all this is in her own mind and it's conceptual, and nothing, none, none of this is actually sense. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> she's just seeing. She's seeing dead. She's dead the whole time. Uh, those <laughs> things are, in, are are interesting to me, and sometimes help the narrative. But yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm cautiously optimistic going forward, a little disappointed about the beginning of it, but yeah, I hope that it picks up from here. Ben, take us Yeah, on. Yeah, I feel the same as, as you two. Um, I'm underwhelmed by the beginning of the game. Um, the, the explanation of Julia and her place in her family could have been explained a lot better, I feel. Also, um, 
just you, you know it's i'm curious as to why all of this is happening is it a case of you know julia was so close with her sister that when her sister passed mm-hmm. it caused some sort of psychotic breakdown and yeah. has led her to have these nightmares and things like that i uh, the town of light was also similar in the fact that it was a very slow burn but then once it got going it was okay mm-hmm. and it worked and so i'm hoping that beginning storytelling is just isn't la uh, lka's strong point and the yeah. you know the mid to end of the game is going to be a lot better um at this moment in time it's depiction of like mental health issues and stuff like that it, it feels rudimentary like it just feels yeah. it just feels like it's not hitting the now on the head at all yeah. you know and i mean i can't i can't speak to to like sort of psychosis or anything like that but you know like i've i've been living with fucking depression for like i don't even know like 13 odd years now and you know it's just like i've i've never ever seen it i've very rarely seen it depicted well in a video game you know and so i'm hoping that martha is dead gets better as we go along it's been a very very weak opening very yeah. confusing opening in terms of some of the gameplay choices as well. Like mm. those dreams are a reoccurring thing, by the way. Uh, yes. There's two or three of them throughout the game. I don't know if they're all in the same vein. It'll be interesting to see. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, LKA went around and took a bunch of pictures of the Italian countryside and recreated them perfectly. So right, well, that's what least, I was talking least, about too. At least like we setting... get to walk around the Italian countryside. Yeah. <laughs> setting is cool. Just right now, the, the setting kind of falls short. But I do want to cl- quickly. I want to give my synopsis of how I think this game is going to go. And when we get to the last episode, I want to see how right I am in my guesses. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is this is what happened. Julia murdered Martha. Because at the beginning of the game, we get a story in which is a woman who feels jealousy for someone and then kills young women who come to the lake. And Julia says at the beginning of the game, this is my domain. This is my world. This lake is is every... I know every part of it. I've taken pictures of it. And then all of a sudden, she's looking through her camera and Martha in the distance is dead. And Martha's in that white dress. And then Julia somehow just takes the identity of Martha so so casually, almost so easily. And so my assumption is that Julia murdered Martha, took her identity, and knew full well what she was doing, but has in her psychosis has completely separated from her actions, except for in these dreams when she's physically causing harm to her sister. And it's going to be the continue spiral of uh, negative emotion and of processing that murder and that death that we experienced throughout this game until it is finally revealed that we are truly the monster uh, that that was always around the lake. Yeah. So we'll put see it, how fucking it, far off I am. Down here, come back. I, to this episode I have a feeling guys. you might not be too far off. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Exactly. We'll see. Awesome. Okay, Ben. Uh, let us know what we're going to be playing through next time. For this week. Uh, oh, I, I, I can tell you here. I was I no, was I got it here. I got it here. Okay, okay. Some uh, chapters. So, <laughs> next week we're going to be playing chapters four, five, and six. So we're yes. playing the room, the rolls, and in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, it says here the second dream is chapter seven. I feel like let's do the second dream as well, and then okay. we'll end at the beginning of the burial. Okay. 
I might have so, to. I might have to edit the the. Uh, oh, did we schedule. did we only stay up to the second room? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it, let's do four, five, it was, six. It was let's the room. room. To, it was the room to the woods. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that then. Okay. I like how let's I set that. you up for it, and I had all the answers here with me. I just I don't know. I wanted you to say it. Just I assumed um, yeah. it was the second dream. I was like, oh, the second dream would be like twenty seconds. Or just but no, we're cool. We'll we'll do four, five, six. The room, the wall, oh. the rolls, and the woods. Like we said. Awesome. Okay, guys. Well, that is the beginning of Martha is Dead. Interested to see where it goes from here. Hopefully, it picks up and we have more fun things to talk about. If not, then we will have more. Uh, I mean, we had 30 minutes span out to almost an hour and 30 minutes. So, I mean, we, we are very good at tin, our tinfoil hats and uh, speculating on these kind of games for sure. But, uh, yeah, follow us on social media. All of our stuff is in our link tree. Leave us a review, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Definitely helps. If you leave a fun review, we'll read it out here. Kai, we haven't had a, a review in a second. Kai is, is yearning to judge someone's either username or their uh, grammar. Every mm-hmm. evening, waiting. Waiting for so, you to write to me. Why you won't you be, write to me? If you want to be publicly chastised, uh, leave us a review, and Kai will, uh, Kai will do that for you. But yeah, guys, next time we'll be covering The Room to the Woods of Martha is Dead, and that's all. Thanks, you guys. See you later. We'll see you next week with Bye. more Mike is Dead. Peace out. Did we stop the recommend fins? Are we not doing them anymore? Oh, I forgot about that. But I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Cool. Okay. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.